And if you'll come right with me, Singing Way, you can enter our great library of music, which we have bequeathed the name Adiopolopolis Copolis. Golly gee willikers, I'm Singing Way, and I just I just can't wait to hear all this music from a theorist. I've, I've, yes, I already have demonstrated that I know your name and why you are here. I wish you would stop saying that every five seconds. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited to hear all this music. Yes, it has been very nauseating. I'm singing way. Okay. The first selection of music is something we use to calm down from a a long day of hard study. We would be remiss to not have this aboard our trip to the moon. Oh, it sounds delightful. Please hit me. Yes, you can hear the lovely harmonies. Very slow movement. I, I just, I feel the stress bleeding out of my bones. That, that, that chord progression is, is sophisticated. Yes, I'm so glad you agree, Singing Way. Ah, now, our next selection of music comes from the land of Thavner, and it is a rousing dancing beat. I'm so excited to hear that because I'm Singing Way. Oh wow, that's that that's foot tapping? That's a that's ear popping? That's a I never heard anything like that before. You you got music like that all over down here? No, I just ex- I just explained it's from Thavner. That's that's the island off the coast of Ilsebar. We you saw it on the way here because you came from Ilsebar. Do you remember? Oh right, oh right. You have nation states down here. That's that, that's a bit backwards, but I understand. Wow, I'm being uh, chided by a rabbit from the moon. Okay. Sing, singing way is ready for the next track now. This next track is, uh, is perfect for when you are looking for scientists in, who, are, who are losing their way and also you are waiting for components of a ship to arrive and also specifically really good for when you are showing a rabbit from the moon what food tastes like. But I do all those at least once a week. I expect we're going we're gonna to need music like that on the trip. Oh, yes. You're going to have this music whether you like it or not. Well, well, can I give it a listen? Oh God, make that stop! That's that's horrible! Why would you inflict that upon any human being? You can't make it stop. Can can you press this? Can you press the button? Can can we we pull that power cable out out of the wall? You can go ahead and try. Oh God, I'm tugging on it, but I'm singing away. I'm so small and my little rabbit arms just, just can't, can't, can't grab it. You're going to listen to this now and you're going to listen to it forever and ever. Did I do something wrong? And ever, and ever, and ever. We attend a special hearing, fix the forum's airship woes, and meet face-to-face with Heidel and herself, all on an episode of Storm Buds. Yep. Welcome to Storm Buds. I am so excited to see you again. Happy holidays to everyone. Happy New Year's Eve. This is coming out New Year's Eve. It is. It is. It's exciting. Yes, this is the Final Fantasy XIV recap podcast for three more episodes, two more episodes. <laughs> that doesn't take itself too seriously. It is two more episodes. <laughs> it's two more episodes, and then we'll have a special episode we're going to announce today afterwards 
Um, so wait till the end. Wait, yeah, listen to the end. If you only listen to the first five minutes of our podcast because you love the opening bits, but then don't care about the actual recap stuff, you'll want to get to the end of this one anyway. Absolutely. I am your host of Light, Jerome Barbatsis, and I am joined, as you heard, by my co-host of Light, Alexander Hambrock. Say hello to everyone now. Hello to everyone now. 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 Okay. This episode, we're covering the fifth-ish chapter of Endwalker. Final yeah, got, got a little wonky here towards the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, we made some choices. Um, this might be a quicker one, we say, before We're trying episode. to. We're trying to make this one a little quicker. This next one's probably going to be longer, but whatever. We're covering just after... Uh, just We just got back from Elpis, and we'll, we will be doing the... Uh, up until the, the trial... The trial. The trial. The trial. Okay. Well, um, of course, as per usual, we've got exclamation points on the map to click and click and do our quests, our side quests. Yep. I got to come up with a with an evergreen way to introduce that segment, don't I? I, I mean, like, I think the name is good. We're keeping it side quests, right? Not, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. The name's good. Like a segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll workshop it. I'll workshop it. But for now, tell us what uh, what has been distracting you. Uh, I'm back on Lies of P this week. Back on Lies of P. Which, uh, that game is actually really fucking good. Good. <laughs> like, like, I think of, I've played a good number of these sort of, like, 3D action RPG Souls-like sure. genre. Like, not just the FromSoft ones. I've played the Surge games. I've played a good amount of Neo. I've put some time in, like, Lords of the Fallen. Lies of P, I think, is probably the actual best one not from FromSoft. Wow. Like, it's just, the combat is really finely tuned, and the level design also ends up being, feeling really sort of, like, appropriate and complex. And also, it's not overstaying its welcome. I'm like, I'm 35 hours in, I'm basically at the end, I got one final boss to go. And, you know, after how long Elden Ring was towards Mm. the back third of that game, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this one's pretty quick in and out. Um, I, I like d- grim, dark, steampunk, Paris, Pinocchio game. Actually, really good. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm glad to hear that that is enjoyable. Uh, the Steam Winter Sale has just started, and I picked up three games. Uh, I picked up the Talos Principle. Uh, I picked up uh, Chained Echoes and Sea of Stars. Uh, Talos Principle. I particularly want to shout out because it is of course it's a it's a it's a puzzle narrative game um but it is a little older a little bit the pc port is a little a, a, a little clippy um but uh what's important is that the voice of god is voiced by none other than um oh man i forgot to write his name down but the voice actor who plays Uriange himself oh shit i didn't know that so <laughs> that's really funny so it is uh quite it's a it's a fun it's just a fun first person sort of puzzle game they keep sort of layering new mechanics in uh there's a straightforwardness to that game that i really appreciate where it's just like hey look you're in some ancient ruins and you have some lasers on tripods that you can point at sensors and why do you and like why do you have lasers on tripods don't worry about it just uh if you yeah the story is just a bunch of text blurbs on terminals that i kind of skim I, I just get a couple of uh, puzzles done every once in a while, and I'm like, that was nice. Um, and the other two games, I was I, I I knew that they're basically fairly similar games. They're both Chrono Trigger clones. T- Thirty years later, 
Um, so I figured, okay, I'm just going to buy them and then figure out which one of these I would like to play and then play that one. And I ended up refunding both of them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. You were not into them? I was not. I was not into it. I thought, uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a very... Uh, uh, no, it's not. I don't have too much to say about it that hasn't been said. I do think that the camera is a little too centered on the main character at any given time in those characters. Mm. So it's a little bit zoomy where the original JRPGs were limited with screen size and stuff and like had a lot more grace with their camera movement. Um, and so I don't know. I feel like it, it, it was just a little over. It was a little too much for me and chained echoes in particular like opens with the exact same sequence as chrono trigger like you're waking up in the room but then like it turns out that you're like you know you're oh you're actually still sleeping and then you have another thing but it was like okay (laughs) chained echoes is the one i have heard good stuff about and i have a copy i think of the two that was the one i was more interested in but i didn't like so there's this mechanic when your party has to k- sort of do actions to stay in like a sweet spot of like overdrive that is just sort of a generic multiplier sure and then if you're do if you're attacking too much you overheat and then you don't do that much damage so you have to like intentionally take times to just sit and defend sure and i was like this is dumb <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to sit here and defend cuz my bar says i'm going too hot like this is dumb and sea of stars was just I don't know. I felt nothing. I felt perhaps I just don't want to play a Chrono, Chrono Trigger clone, but I was like, hmm. Perhaps your heart is calcified into a small dark trunk and you can no longer feel joy or. Oh, I felt joy when I got 50 bucks back from returning <laughs> those games. So I don't know about that one. But uh, mostly the Talos principle has been my side quest of choice that I really wanted to report here. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. Okay. Well. Talos principle is truly a game out of another era. And I kind of want to yes. play the sequel. <laughs> yes. Isn't there a sequel? Yeah, it just came out. I, okay. I want to play it. When it okay, okay. Cause, cause I, I want to see like how they've updated it and how much it's still like very much like a 2013 game. Yeah, no, that is Uriange, and it is <laughs> very clear. Um, all right. Moving right along to our main quest, uh, catching you guys up. We are nearing the end of Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. We have just learned uh, the cause of everything. We have learned that Hermes made an experiment to send out a bunch of uh, Entelechies into space and they became a cosmic entity that is sort of a a uh, avatar of despair itself that uses despair magic to destroy is trying to destroy our civilization because they all they found out there were other dead civilizations all of whom tried to make the world a better place and all of whom ultimately ended up killing themselves yes so it is amplifying that and sending it our way now as opposed to at a natural conclusion <laughs> we don't truly the final threat of final fantasy 14 is bad vibes bad it's bad vibes and depression itself um so we've made it back to the Charlian, uh, we've made it back to old Charlian and the Baldessian Annex, and we start the quest as the, as the heavens burn. Um, Ilsa Bard is now, um, which is the, the continent where the Garlia, where Garlia, Garliomald, Garlemald. Garlemald, that's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah, Garlemald. Il, uh, it's all lit with the final days, basically. Um, and. Kryl has tried to contact Heidelin while this is happening, and she is not. And Heidelin's not responding. After negotiating a bit with uh, Forshano back in, I think two episodes ago, when Forshano offered for Razat Han 
uh, citizens to be able to take refuge with uh, the with uh, well, the ship on the moon. Vrecha agreed to send those who wanted to flee uh, there and suggested the Tower of Babel as a nearby means to do so. Um, Makes sense to me. I mean, why send people in a ship that can crash when you could just use the moon teleporter? That definitely works and teleports people to the moon directly there. However, um, as we just mentioned, since the continent is all on fire, we have to go help because the refugees are in super danger. And before we do go and do a solo duty, it cuts to a scene, a carnage across Garlemald, where Hanish civilians are being run down by a horrible, horrible blasphemies. Uh, speaking of blasphemies, have you done any of the role quests? I have not. I should yeah, I be doing whatever. Something? No, okay. they're, they're they're for you to enjoy. A little okay. XP well, bonus. Some point. Um, uh, and there's of course a master role quest when you're all done with it that helps you know tie everything together the if you like. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Forstner tries to uh, yell at the people to be calm in the ruckus. Definitely is, helpful. Definitely um, exactly. It, that remind it reminds me of my elementary school teacher who, when we were doing fire drills, was like, "We're not, we're not leaving until you're all quiet." And my best friend, well, uh, senior bud uh, Zaf and I, <laughs> were in the same class at that time. We're like, "You're not leaving this burning building until you're quiet." <laughs> <laughs> That's that energy. Um, uh, so, but while he's doing that, his children are actually doing helpful shit, like ha- fighting the monsters. Yeah, which so, is us, because well, we do this duty, and we're going to do a whole bunch of different characters here. Absolutely. We're going to fight as Alphano. We're going to, um, which involves um, saving an unnerved citizen from being attacked by a giant black beholder. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, uh, so we're doing a whole bunch of fighting, and then Ulysses and the Garlean army come in at the last second to save people. Uh, which completely shocks Fortuno because he he's he's gobsmacked at the irony of being saved by the Imperial Army, uh, and then <laughs> Alice and Graha fire off a magical blast in the distance, and we play as Alice for a bit to fight a big winged gecko dog, and then um, it's Grahatia shows up. Um, in I think you called it out here. Grahatia shows up in a moment that in the trailer we actually uh, yes. participate in, but yes. here it's him. Yeah, which plot is twist. Interesting little. Little switcheroo, little subversion of expectations. The way that like Grahatia and the player character get sort of like put super close together and sometimes juxtaposed or intermixed and stuff like that way more than any other member of the main cast continues to be interesting to me. That's because we are soulmates. Okay. Yes, just exactly. As, just as she psychs herself up to not be let the sword in the darkness, that's us, fight alone. Uh, s- suddenly the camera pans to the distance and a smug ass bunny boy in a blue coat and sunglasses walks through the fog of war. It's us. That's, that's us. Well, it's actually <laughs> really funny. When I did this, I had just come, I had not changed my gear since the oh. previous dungeon that we did. And I had just put on some random stuff that hit the IL requirement. Mm-hmm. So I was wearing like, not at all my normal uniform. I was wearing like, like a full face helmet and like a bunch of armor <laughs> like, and stuff that like guy? that. And so literally like this big armored figure marched up in the cutscene. And for a second I was like, who is that? And I was like, oh, that's me. I just look like that right now. Mm, surprise. We get a cool moment to reconnect with everyone here because they haven't seen us in quite some time. Um, and that's really nice that that giant imposing li- lizard was just there to let us have that. It like it's just a full two minutes of us talking back and forth. And then the lizard's like, okay, now it's my turn. Uh, then we kill it and it dies. Okay, so the plan for the refugees to go to the tower was a bust and Fortuno offers to take the refugees back to Charleon for safety. But icon, legend, and star, resolute civilian... Speaks up. Remember her? I love her. She was from the uh, the the sort of the 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 drowning baby segment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Her. yeah. 
she's back she's as resolute as as ever ever. (laughs) she's like what's the point (laughs) by the way that that place place is also get wrecked like that's we're just gonna run into the same stuff um sounds like she's feeling some despair oh uh uh-oh she explains that uh well fortune explains there's another vessel that will deliver them to the moon oh ho Back to plan A. Okay, I want to I want to say something here also. Yeah. Just because in my head, up until this point, and really up until the reveal at the end of all of this content here, um, in my head, the way that they get to the moon is that the entire underground... What's the name of the underground Charlie in place? Labyrinthos. Yeah. In my head, the entire Labyrinthos <laughs> lifts off like a, bu- <laughs> like a bubble dome over it, right? It's got big rockets underneath, and the whole thing picks off and goes up into space. So like I'm picturing like oh of course they're all gonna go get in like in the in the bio in the biohab and then it's all gonna lift off. I thought they were just gonna make a giant talos to bring <laughs> out of labyrinth like to lift up. everyone up. Yes, to the moon, make a land bridge to the moon. Neither of those options, neither of those are correct. Right. No. Um, okay. So the actual solution feels yes. more suited for a different purpose. The twins take this moment to approach their father, who expresses his gratitude. Uh, or they express their gratitude that he is here to look out for the refugees. Um, and bef- just before the conversation gets uh, any deeper than that, there's another refugee off in the distance, but the blasphemy uh, is being chased down by a nasty mouth monster. But the mouth monster is sliced down by none other than Xenos, this Vietor, guy. Galvis. Haven't seen him in a sec. In a new coat, who we're admittedly not thrilled to see. Even though that coat is really sweet. I was thrilled to see the coat, not the, not the man. Mm-hmm. He was just in the neighborhood for the hunt. There's all these new things to kill. How fun. Uh, but it sucked. Nothing's as good enough but uh, us. Alice is finally fed up with this. Alice <laughs> is finally just like, stop it. You are so insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. We get it. You want to fight this one guy again. It's all you ever talk about. <laughs> And he's just like confused at us, like because we're neither, and we're just kind of like, what is your? We don't care about your about your things or anything. We don't care about everything you did. We're just here to solve problems, basically. Is Enos like kind of like just disassociating like all the time? He gives the impression of yeah. someone who sort of does not feel like particularly grounded throughout the uh, any particular moment of his experience. I think part of that is because of his, there, there's some sort of generational trauma thing passed down where he, because he's Emmett Selk's grandson, he'd inherited all those visions of the final days. And oh, like, what's right. the fucking point, right? He's just kind of a different version of Hermes where they, you know, see the end of the world and they're like, what's the fucking point, <laughs> right? What is, what does any of this matter? And he does um, say that, yeah, all this man, where you like, it, they we, we we talk about like we 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 let sl- slip in front of Ulysses that you know everything he did was just we get it that all you care about was this right as you mentioned and Ulysses overhears it he says wait so like you did all this shit to the empire just to to have a fight with this dude not because you actually wanted to like make the world a better place in the Garlean vision or whatever or like you know you cared about the Garlean Empire? Yeah, Yules is kind of having the scales fall from his eyes a little bit. It's like, oh, like, none of it was for anything. Yeah. Like... It was all a uh, ruse. And it was, of course, all a ruse to begin with. Like, even then, like... It was them itself, like, manipulating everything. Yeah, just for the end of the world. Um, And 
uh xenos to his credit has a good couple lines in response great line a, here yeah. <laughs> xenos response yeah. to Ulysses' objection over everything he believed in being a lie is would you be happier if had i a good reason mm-hmm. like would it be better if i had a good reason for killing so many of the people that you knew and plunging your entire civilization into collapse yeah 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 um if my motives met with your approval would you no longer resent the outcome duty honor morality all constructs of convenience when put to proof he's right that is correct they're all relative um and this it's is almost so, like reality is socially constructed this is so interesting because it comes right off of the heels of everyone not giving a shit about fandaniel right uh, in, in the patch content comparative like they're coming they're coming off the heel those people are coming off the heels of emmett selk who they really gave a shit about and then elitibus who they also ended up giving a shit about and then fandaniel just sort of on the surface wanted to see the the end of the world be the end of the world he just wanted to bring the final days because right and we now we know elpis right but like this is such an interesting i think unintentional but like maybe somewhat intentional response to that sort of thing where people are ending up empathizing with emmett Selleck and saying like he's a good villain where people were initially thinking that fendaniel is a bad or xenos himself also was comparatively a bad villain because he didn't have a good reason and he's like well really what is it <laughs> yeah good point good point like is, are emmett selk's actions better because he had a good reason no I, I mean like they're more they're they're more compelling to us and we can take more from the story right but to also, apply it to real life and like but that's because it's like it's like that's the narrative lens that we're given yeah. right like that that is like the lens of the story that we are provided is one that invites us to sort of mm-hmm. to get in there and, and like and puts us in an empathetic position but what you know xenos and fandaniel have done is call and call all of that into question by saying that all of this doesn't really matter when put to proof what like what you were doing was still and you know in application what you were doing was still wrong even if you had the right reason to do it we were still conquering people you were still (laughs) subjugating them um like those poor poor miners and stuff right god like it's like this is one of those things where this game keeps surprising me by bringing up like strikingly sort of like insightful little bits like this Mm -hmm. and i keep just having the sort of little knot in my stomach of like okay but are you going to successfully pay this off thematically and if it doesn't that'll be okay i'm kind of ready for the ending of this to not quite hit as hard as i want on a bunch of different stuff but man it's just like it keeps the stuff keeps coming up and i'm like okay but like and and by where are you driving with this? and by proxy he's or in in a a sense he's calling Ulysses and the rest of the empire complicit in all the crimes he committed because <laughs> because they went along with it and yeah, they didn't like, question it. They had good reasons. Did that matter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Alice chimes in with another one of her, her good moments here where she basically calls him an incel. <laughs> she, because he's just been rejected. He's been rejected by us and he's rejected uh, the construct. Uh, he's, he's kind of causing destruction in his wake and since he's rejected the constructs of society ethics and morality he's going to end up dying alone (laughs) even if he is even if he was right and found meaning for himself only in his strength right um so there is some there is still some value to society ethics and morality take that uh henry david throw (laughs) it it is it is something and it's not his name that's yeah, I think so. That is something in particular, and like, and this is going to get into like sort of my apprehensions about the ending as well. A, a lot, and it's not just this game. A lot of genre media does this, where like 
you can talk about society and about um, like, you know, all of that as much as you want. But at the end of the day, a lot of what actually gets represented is purely interpersonal. It ends up being purely sort of like, you know, the mm-hmm. individual connections between people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just also to cover my ass here. I know Thoreau's take was more nuanced. Than <laughs> that. I, yeah, no, we're just- I know Walden <laughs> was not about let go of all your ethics and morals. I'm just kidding. We're goofing. We're having jokes here. Yeah, okay. All, all the Walden stands. Get off my dick. Fortuno uh, continues where we left off once Zeno sort of turns back and leaves. He continues the conversation where we left off. He's like, that was weird. And invites us aboard the vessel to the moon, which is nice of him. He intends to explain himself to the uh, Ilsebard contingent while he's you got here. It. I The font we use, the Arial font, is I capital I and L are identical. So I was just like, what oh that word again i think the l is like one pixel Uh, taller sure um given that he's caused such an uproar here he he offers you know he feels that he should probably explain what the fuck that was and we offer to escort him there outside help next quest yes uh so fortunately just explains everything to lucia and she takes it all in stride pretty easily honestly She's like, oh, it's a grim stroke of fortune that most people died before they could turn into monsters. But the evacuation, which is very dark when you think about it. Yeah. But the evacuation of the remaining people is proceeding and she orders Eulus to join us. He is surprised we'd have him, honestly. He's like, you, you'd you let me accompany you? But we love new friends and we historically yeah. cannot forgive someone fast enough for literally whatever it is they did. True. So... <laughs> true that's true that's our mo listen so we 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 want to know more and alpha now asks his dad for deets and he says hey are you gonna listen or are you gonna be an impudent little brat about it and alpha is like whatever yeah sure sure man okay i mean i guess um fortune fortune looks at his, his his beautiful his son's beautiful eyes and says fine any other i would doubt but I, but you i trust to keep your word for not once have you broken it and ali say is standing right there it's <laughs> <laughs> just like what what the heck uh, suddenly there's this gag here where over the horizon <laughs> pudding way shows up walking like some kind of sinister zombie yeah um but i guess they're just really hungry and then the rest of them show up it's Orion during the rest of the Loperitz yeah they, uh, they want to know what the heck's going on because nobody's shown up um, at the moon and knows a perfect also yeah nobody's shown up at the moon and also they wanted to see the planet before it gets blown up um, and Orianger helped the the Loperitz realize that it's important for them to at least help us get ready maybe maybe we need to do other things down here and also you know just in case they can glean some firsthand experience before we all take off in the moon so that maybe they can make a, a, I don't know, a better water orb. Boy, I did not expect how much of this next set of quests was going to be around this specifically. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fortuno is a bit thrown off when he discovers he's been working with tiny rabbit people the entire time, but he rallies pretty quick mm-hmm. and we uh, all head back to the annex and explain to Elpis, yada, yada, yada. And uh, Asinian lays it out pretty clean. He's like, okay, we have what one aim to defeat Midian, which means finding her, which Hydaelyn probably knows if she'll share it with us. And then once we find Midian, we need to figure out how to get to her. Um, and Quiel says something interesting here. She says that Hydaelyn has been waiting for mankind's answer to Hermes's question. Yeah, so if you if you forgot, it's just, you know, what 
what what gives your life meaning basically i also want to know what this game's answer to hermes's question is because that is appears to be the kind of philosophical linchpin around this mm-hmm. entire which which this entire thing is going to revolve yeah unfortunately we have no way to get in touch with her but we know some people who do and conveniently we are summoned to the forum to discuss the exodus well conveniently in so much as we asked them to do that for us <laughs> so that they could explain their plan and um, before we enter the Senate hearing room, uh-oh, Alfie asks to make the <laughs> suggestion, <laughs> to asks to make a suggestion on the floor, which we all agree to. Um, we stand once more on the floor, this time to get a commendation from the forum and not a censure. <laughs> uh, Kryle immediately starts asking questions about how does this whole plan actually work? Um, and their answers, to be honest, are fairly reasonably laid out considering the overall complexity of the project. They have, in fact, spent a lot of time thinking about this. Cool. Um, Ishtola does immediately clock. She's like, okay, but like, but who's going to get left behind, though? Because you don't actually seem to have capacity to get everyone off the planet. And um, we just sort of gloss over that a little bit here. But it turns out they don't plan to bring sources of possible conflict. And I don't like how that sounds. Well, yeah, it sounds pretty Garlean to me. <laughs> uh-huh. It sounds like, I don't know, they're just the curators of what is all, uh, of what is good and what is right. And they don't think that diversity and conflict are worth the effort. Uh-huh. Interesting parallel to be made, uh, but I've already made them in several episodes up until this point. So we will move on, and Kryle will also call out that the ship isn't working yet. She she knows. She knows what's up. Um, and, and they say, well, it does work. It's just a little bit slow, so they can only make a few trips, and they'll have to leave the grapes behind. Which, okay, question. Unacceptable. Question here. Yeah. How long do we think from this point until, like, the final days? Like, like is it, like, a week? Is it two weeks? We have a sense of, like, how far off it is? Because, like, my impression is that it's, like, you know, like, ten days or less away. Like, stuff Probably, just yeah, real bad. good. Okay, then then the overall math of how much time no, we No, we're not doing trying, the whole math. I'm, we're not we don't have time for the math. We don't have time for the math. I'm just saying the marginal gains in efficiency that we produce for this ship do not appear to me to make up for the amount of time we spend on it, but whatever. <laughs> they could just start using it now. I I guess Anyway, but ignore all of that because Alphano has a proposal. If we fix the ether burner, which is the engine powering the ship, and speed it up to meet the uh, forum's needs, can will can we in turn meet with Heidelin? And it's like everyone gasps because, um, hey, how do you, how know, do you that? know that? It's like, come on, man! <laughs> come you would on. never have abandoned the anti tower if they didn't have another way to talk to her. You wouldn't just give up of you wouldn't just give up God's discord. You wouldn't just leave. <laughs> She could ping God, be like, hey, what's up? And then Alphano is also like, and after we're done, I want to propose a secret third thing that I want to do with the Ark. Uh, okay, that's ominous, but whatever. Uh, we TP back to uh, the Archeon for the following quest going underground. Now that anti-tower music makes a bit more sense, right? Because in the tower, it plays the same music as it was the anti-tower. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, or not in the tower, in the towns down there. And uh, wouldn't you know it, we can use the elevator. So that's great. We make our way to the ass end of the medial ring to take the lift to the ass end of the innermost sanctum. Or the second innermost sanctum? The central circuit. Great. We learn from Fortuno that uh, Labyrinthos has a secret second purpose. It's also a means to form colonies and settle on distant stars, which... That's not a secret purpose. We figured it out a while yeah, ago. Yeah, not, not, not... Great. Whatever. Um, the Loperates could never, basically. <laughs> 
<laughs> to the central we're in the central circuit here and we're introduced to a gruff Lalafell engineer named Kakol Dankol who is pondering the current ether burner problem some math whatever um, they they want to just slightly they want to slightly improve the the quote unquote efficiency of it there's some techno babble it's like 6% it's they basically just want to get some materials that only the Allegans knew how to make Yes, and Charlie does alloy. Yeah, yeah, some some adamantite and like Charlian being an island in the northern empty only has access to so much of it and it's like man if only you had people to work with. Oh well, good thing the scions of the seventh dawn just happened to be super well connected with everyone from having saved the world three times <laughs> at this point. Well, and this and is, it's like this is the whole point. Like man, your secrecy sucks and it doesn't benefit you. <laughs> and this is where it starts sort of like you know clicking into place a little bit. At least my impression. One of my question. One of my questions was sort of going to be like, okay, as we're approaching the end here, and as like a theme of sort of like unity and strength and all of that becomes a bit clearer. I was curious how the game was sort of like going to set us up to kind of like unify the peoples of the world in one united like force or whatever. And I guess the impression I'm starting to get from how a lot of the stuff plays out over the next few quests here is that actually the game's kind of positioning things as if we already have. And it is in fact the fact that we have been traversing all over the globe and making all these friends and completing all these quests and solving all these conflicts that have done the primarily the work of like knitting together this entire global network of people who are now willing to collaborate on this big project. Yeah. Yeah. So we link Pearl, all the leaders to come together to get the, uh, the adamantite, uh, running and these logi- lo- little logistics. These logistics are unreasonably but mercifully simple. <laughs> Honestly, any well, any logistics workers out there, comment in our Discord. I <laughs> really how unrealistic this is. I expected us to have to do so much more running about around this alloy so specifically, <laughs> and have to go to, to, to fucking every zone in the map to like track down yeah. Lord Hean or whatever, and be like, "Will you give us some alloy?" But no, we call everyone up, and they're just gonna deliver it. Yeah. Um. In retrospect, would you have preferred to have done that? Possibly. <laughs> let's get into Possibly. Let's keep going. Um, My God, because. <laughs> yeah, we also get some relics and ancient devices that are like prayer objects that are stored with a whole bunch of ether from the Far East um, to help with the fuel sources and everything. Because this thing obviously runs on on ma- friendship is magic. Um, meanwhile, in Ulda, Nanamo gets a, a group of people together. Is no, this a, you know what? Screw these scenes. It's a whole bunch of sequences <laughs> here. Uldog, Gradaniel, Limsa, Lominsa, Ishgard, Yada, whatever. They're all getting ready to... Um... Well, Limsa, Lominsa was, uh, you know, it was um, mercifully short. It was just a whole bunch of pirates on the ship going... <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, but yeah, uh, um, the, the, the cuts to every bit in the region, they're all kind of rallying behind what we've done. Even Hancock's involved. Yes, Hancock is being very diplomatic, which is very nice of him. Um, that at the as the end of that sequence happens, um, everyone uh, we get to the quest: no job too small, wise guides, and agriculture shock. Um, we basically are just waiting for all the deliveries to come in, and that that whole mission is happening. And you know, this whole group of this is not, I think, the most popular group of. Um, you know quests and i think to really kind of emphasize that like we maybe don't want to like spend too much time on it i think a sense of urgency would be really really helpful so if we could just what get gonna, some like what are you doing get some really good okay great Fucking, okay great. okay so we've got this urgent music here 
and we're gonna do our best to to really recap while this music is playing. Okay, you ready to go for it? Yeah, absolutely. And I I think it's important that this music be a little bit too loud. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, it's a little hard to hear you at this point. Okay, here what? we go. What? Okay. We need to ask around town. Um, people are stressed and I'm sure this whole plan will work. Uh-huh. We work with the Loperates. We show them things like water purification tanks uh-huh. and mushroom-like things. They learn about industrial plumbing based on that design. And uh, they realize they could, that human beings need a lot of water to stay alive, which they did not plan for. Whoops. Okay. Um, Cooking Way wants to learn about our food, so we take him to the farms. Cooking Way is understandably concerned about the um, stealing food, so we ask for some samples. Uh, Cooking Way tries many different foods, like uh, that are meant very different from carrots, mm-hmm. and we get uh, their opinions on all of them. Yeah. He hates pumpkins, and you know what? He's not wrong to. Pumpkin is not actually very fun to eat. Yeah. Um, he uh, also feels absolute betrayal at lemons. Lemons look delicious, but taste awful. He has a really bad negative reaction. Uh, oh, he no. calls it the deceiver. He says that he feels violated. Okay. Well, that um, was important. But then he's like, be but then sure someone's to, be like, be sure to include every really important detail. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, lemon cakes. He gets told that lemon cakes. Okay. Uh, once again, someone tells us, I don't even know who this is, that the civilization has fulfilled basic requirements of survival. It will inevitably seek to eliminate all forms of negativity and achieve perfection. Yeah, and just, just so you know, as the materials are getting closer, the music is going to get a little bit louder. Okay. Um, I see. Civilizations since time immemorial have deemed the pursuit of perfection as progress. They pay no heed to the costs incurred in their feudal quest and all too often become the architects of their own demise, their dreams forever unfulfilled. I have thoughts about this. We'll get to them later. Um, Be sure you don't want to get to them now? What then is the alternative? The answer lies in knowing that our existence can never be perfect. To be content with what we have is to make the most of it. Oh! That is a complicated thesis for this expansion of the game as a whole to be laying out, but also the promise is kind of like Philosophy 101. Like, great, that's true. What do you do with that? Where do you take that from there? I wish I had the bandwidth to process that right now, but I just don't. I can't explain why. Whatever. We meet back up. Uh, Sage Council is our next quest. We meet back up with Thancred, and the researchers are carrying out their duties, but it's really hard. No. We gotta go find it. So we decide to give an inspirational speech with the Loperitz, <laughs> and we spend... Like 15 minutes f- tracking down eight fucking researchers <laughs> all around the, worst, the town. This is the worst quest. There's like ever. there's like 14 of them, and like half of them just uh, don't brief, want to come. Brief respite. Oh goodness! Thank God it's over. Most ah, of son of a bitch! We, <laughs> most of the folks that we talk to don't want to come to our inspirational speech. Whatever. Um. Okay, um, then Living Way shows us her book, which is now full of knowledge, which is sweet because of her moment with Ariane uh. Um Thancred renders what the dead science would think about all of this, which is a great time for uh, Monbrita's parents to show up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Monbrita's parents show up and have a really nice heart-to-heart with Ariane here. Oh, that's nice. Probably. <laughs> the music cuts out for this book. Okay, we should talk about the scene. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> we get a brief respite from the music. Um, and so they've been foreshadowing this a little hard. Yeah. <laughs> You've uh-huh. been calling it out every time. I'm like, yep, you're right. They're just like, wow, it sure has been three expansions since we thought about Moonbrita, but you know, at least they're better late than never, I guess. Um, boy, I completely lost my place. And so we, 
so we right we, we it's got a the, really oh my god it's a really well acted and really well shot scene oh here between we go yes. and Mabrita's parents in which like they talk about sort of like you know hey i think it's like well like she knew the risks she always wanted to do good things she was so happy when you called on her because she wanted to help you and like you know and ultimately like they seem like they have made peace with her death is that about right yeah, I mean, it's been a few years for us. I mean, maybe it was a year anyway, but like, yeah, the um, so the one weird thing I want to point out about this is that everyone that we just spent 20 minutes fucking recruiting is now staring at us having this really private conversation. Yeah, it, and it's a little weird. It's like it's like this is not they actually be talking with each other. Like, I don't know why they're all looking at us. Like the whole point was that they're going to go talk to the Lopperets and get work done. Yeah, like they don't know Arianje. It's unclear if they know Mabrita's parents. Like <laughs> they work they're co- probably coworkers or I colleagues. I guess so. But know. still, like it is it's a strange scene and like and, and in general like it's not like these emotions are wrong exactly, but for characters that we're just meeting, like d- discussing someone who's around for like five minutes in game, it just feels like we're missing a whole lot of like all sorts of context for this to to really hit me as like the player. Yeah. No, it's uh, she was a cool character that was around briefly, about two patches, two, three patches. Um, and and she that was better, probably. She deserved probably more time than that but you know her time was cut short she sacrificed herself for the mission or whatever uh and that's nice but it wasn't i don't know it, was, it wasn't the we talked about moonbrita versus or stefan way 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 back when um and the impact of those deaths and moonbrita's was not particularly uh f- you know, not particularly impactful. Fucked Rianche up, apparently. But. Yeah, I guess, but it doesn't. He didn't. It didn't look like it was for the longest time until Endwalker. Basically, like this. This sort of plot point sort of fell by the wayside, and it was nice for them to finally put a pin in it. But this, it was. T- but it has taken quite. It's. It's so. It's such a poorly paced side quest that this feels very undeserved, and um, also. It doesn't help that it is, um, of course, in the midst of all of this nonsense. So we know once once we're done crying, we get. I will say the action, baby. All of this feels like someone on the writing team has been like justice for Mabrita for like three expansions. It was finally like, haha! Yeah, I finally absolutely. get to put it back in. Great, and I would stop this bit if it stopped but it doesn't stop in game so it's not stopping now hither and hither and hither and hither i said hither <laughs> hither and yarns and once forged we track down alice and she wants us to deliver crates to alpha oh. so we carry them by hand across the zone we slowly we're like slowly moving the crates Doesn't by hand anyone have any carts there's What's no way on? this isn't and isn't automated at all they've automated the atmosphere but not any sort of internal logistics we get to a town called aporia where all the decision making is happening we meet one of Fortuno's old friends. The twins are oh, to God, help him get some documents so, signed in exchange is this for important? About dad. I don't know. Um, okay. We got Al- some family history stuff here. Yeah. Louis broke from Charlie and tradition, yada, yada. We, Moral of the story, recap. your dad loves you even if he doesn't understand you or his own dad. Okay, great. Um, Graha arrives. Yay! He has a task for us. We need to prepare for when all of this material arrives, and it's coming shortly. It's getting closer, which means increasing the ether to the furnace. So let's go tweak that reactor. Something, something, something. Ether reactor, water spout, elementals. Go get water from the elementals. Okay, we're d- when we're done... Graha has something on his mind. Adamantite, which is part... This is a really cool Graha moment that gets drowned out by dumb music. 
if you're playing this game with music off, good for you. But that's not the experience we had. So, oh God, my brain. Why did I come up with this bit? It's great. I love this. We keep, we're, we're, it's going. We can't back out now. We can't back out now. It's far too late. We'd have to redo the whole thing. Anyway, Adamantite was part of the Allegan's attempt to get beyond the bounds of this world. And this has been bugging Graha. Because Ammon, the great technologist, even though he had no memories of his life as Hermes, was, had a hand in making it. And this was his entire purpose. Uh, he explicitly says that souls have disposition like minds, which is something you have apparently been asking about. I have been. I've been trying to figure out what That's right. You have been. Not, not apparently. You've, I've been there. I was in the room when you yes. asked about them. I don't really know what souls are at this point, but it's okay. Um, Grahatia like, has says like, hey, like Hermes before him, Amon was appalled by how those around him lived. What? could never bring himself to believe that those lives were devoid of meaning. I, I genuinely can't hear you. And both of them sought that meaning, <laughs> that hope in the distant stars. <laughs> what, what Bonds a, of Adam and Tite. Uh, that was nice. We finish our, uh, we finish our lap around the central circuit and the music still plays. <laughs> call, call, Dan, call. I didn't. I didn't take the time to properly loop it. I have to press the button every time. Every time you press the button. I'm, I'm seriously considering not, but I'm also just gonna keep going. He, Kokal Dankal admits he hates waiting. And yes, if I could make this be over sooner, I too would do that, Kokal. But we can't. We do, however, get a brief reprieve as we Thank head God. out. Another we, one. At the harbor. At the harbor, when everyone's here, and we get some nice music. Oh, okay, cool. All the deliveries have finished. <sighs> it's everyone that we knew. It's all of our friends. From, like, all of the alliance raids and trial sequences and side content that we've done, um, anyone who had, like, any kind of role, they get a cameo. They're, they're in the background. That's nice. So I'm glad we did all that. All that work. Yes, again, emphasizing, oh, look, it is all the people you have done the work of connecting with over the course of the last 100-plus hours of this game that you have played, hundreds of hours you've played. They're all here together at the end. Yes, um, it's the venture of, uh, of course, getting all these goods was negotiated by the one and only Tataru, who gets a lovely moment to introduce the person who has been helping the scions from behind the scenes with all their money that we've all that money we've been talking about. And you've never thought to question <laughs> Amelia. <laughs> I mean, I guess that did we know it was like the, 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 the we knew that they were scions are getting money from somewhere. I thought we knew we were getting it from Alice and Alphano's family, but I, I mean, we could probably have deduced it, but like, I, I guess, guess we we, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, point specific. Being, well, now it's explicit. Yeah. 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 Emilians has been bankrolling the whole thing behind Fortuno's back. Yeah. And to Tatara's credit, she's also been doing crafting, but apparently there's been more. Anyway. Yeah. Get him, mom. And her point here is great. We can't take all our family's ridiculous wealth with us to the moon. Can we? Mm, can we? Can we, you, you silver-haired bitch? So I may as well have supported our children. <laughs> have you considered they could bring that wealth to the moon if it was on the blockchain? Oh, man, I, I really didn't. Kryle also convinced Aaronville to kind of heel turn a bit to help the Scions so that they were the ones who got the word out to all the people who didn't even, who wasn't even on the Link Pearl. So we get some extra, extra help from everyone, even including Eureka, you know, from the Eureka. Yeah. No. <laughs> the content that we did. I don't, I don't know if I had Eureka. Hmm. Let me go back and check. Oh, I guess not. Well, I certainly did. It was very nice of him to send. 
some I don't know fucking elemental wheel. God, we'll do we'll do an episode on Eureka far in the future. That'll be one of our monthlies uh, <laughs> for sure. That'll be one of our return episodes. And you'll and once you do it, you will know why we didn't do it <laughs> during this thing. Uh, well, well, you're really selling me on it. It's I love it, but it oh, okay. is not something that you want to necessarily rush within okay. the span okay. of two weeks. <laughs> Fair, okay. I mean, long story short, what we this is effectively it's a big old victory lap. Um, you know, covering like the last eight years of game and however much time we the players have put into it. Kind of to, to kind of show Forge know that his children have in fact been doing incredible work overseas, uniting the world against grave threats, while he's been sort of you know closed off here, lording over everyone, doing foreign politics. Yes, um, and it's uh, we get uh, we also get a, a cameo from Forjan, and he reminds us that Midgard's armor ended up traversing the stars, and he called out to his uh, kin for help. Once and even and as such, even the dreamy Midgard Sarmer, who you know gave his life, gave his consciousness, gave his awake state to rouse from his regenerative slumber. So we got Big Daddy's Dragon Scales for protection. I don't know what from, but you know, I'm sure it'll come in handy. Yeah, lots lots of things being hung on the wall. Yeah, absolutely. Um, put those in the pack. The uh, engineer now, Kukal Dankal is duly convinced that the efficiency will skyrocket, thus fulfilling the scion's end of the bargain. Fortuno, after some dramatic music, I'm looking at the button, but I'm not going to press the button because it's no. not that dramatic It's not music. that music. It's different music. Turns better, to his better children. Better music, honestly. He turns to his children, asks them if they're ready to hold the fate of the entire star in their hands. After they answer in the affirmative, he begins to openly sob and hug them. Please be a family again. I miss you. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a moment that works better because there is characters that we know a lot more and about everyone and knows spend time the with. fucking i don't know the speaker of the house the the, the president <laughs> i don't know <laughs> somebody a very a big government official is having a huge family moment at a and an international crisis this is a moment where everyone should be stopping and staring <laughs> Uh, he recaps what he basically know, but in his own words, and we really learned that it was his father's death at Cartonneau where he became steeled, stubborn, resolved no matter <laughs> resolved to no matter what, force his kids onto the ship to save them. And he admits it that he admits that he was wrong and that the kids have, in spite of him, grown unbelievably wise and powerful. Very cool. That they walk their own path in spite of him. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, hey, you love the fantasy of cathartic parental reconciliation <laughs> really good they make up and the children offer to share wait <laughs> that sounded personal <laughs> the children offer to share their adventures to which Emilians throws him under the bus by announcing that he runs away whenever he hears anything about what dangers they've been up against then with a final rousing word from us the warriors of light the last of the city states has finally joined us in our cause and we are off to speak with mother what a nice moment that was i really you know it was a good god damn it no the music does kick in again but i don't want to yell anymore (laughs) we make it inside thalmazine and we get shown the starship they're going to use to go to the moon it's basically like a super fancy like hyperjet it looks like something out of like the x-men would fly yeah but is it entire planets worth of population safety cool 
like is it that big like Prob- uh, on the appearance no but apparently there's miniaturizing magics that make it so everyone gets smaller as you go inside so- which is like which explains about all of Final Fantasy when you think about it, but also it's it's a reverse TARDIS, uh, or could, maybe that's how TARDISes really work. What's clearly happened here to me is that they designed the ship for its actual purpose, which is going to be we are going to ride it to the end of space, and then they kind of reverse backed it into like, oh, what if it's also the ship that you're transporting people in? Well, well, yes, they did, and they didn't. Right? They didn't have the fuel to because they they yeah, I mean they designed it to to ride it to distant planets right no, no, I, I, i'm saying like for like a game design perspective i feel oh, like the ship was okay. designed first to be like and then at the big climactic finale the characters are going to ride the ship to the end of space maybe i i, I guess i they didn't we weren't going to not make it a, a cool spaceship <laughs> that we get to ride um and this brings us to her children one and all so thomasane ended up also housing a project boy these charlians they do love Secret scope projects. creep I'll call it. <laughs> they, uh, there's another project here that helps the Charlians commune with Heidelin that we clocked ever more clearly than before. The Aitiascope. Aitiascope? Oh, my God. Aitiascope? It's the Aisha-scope. Aisha-scope. Aisha. Aisha. Whoa. It's like a giant... Okay. Do you not remember Aisha? No. We have a mutual friend that like quotes that shit all the time. I'm sure we do. We have to. I, oh God. Okay. I'm going to put it in the discord. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, shit's dangerous, though, because we're basically venturing into hell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're going to go into the etheric realm, like directly. It seems yes. like. As non, as somebody with a corporeal body, that can really corrupt our ether in a bad way. Especially if we run into any like the weird bad patches that are mm-hmm. just kind of hanging around down there. Nasty. Nasty. Nasty ether. Don't want Okay, so like no. someone's got to stay behind and kind of monitor us via comms. It's going to be Kryle. Um, she won't be able to see us, but she'll be able to see our souls, which she's pretty good at. Yeah. Um, Fortuno also is like, hey, some some down there might harbor some ill will towards you. So, um, uh oh. Now, who like, could that be? Th- there will be mobs down there that you'll need to defeat for experience points. <laughs> La Habrea again. <laughs> Okay, Which sure. Brings us to Oh, right. Who do we have this week? No, I Did you Hold not on. get anyone? I do have something. I just need to go up and check my messages and I left my phone in the bedroom. Um could you look after my pet rock for me? I'll look after you. Yes, uh, sure thing. Just uh, keep an eye out yeah, here yeah, on yeah. on the tabletop. Oh, you run I swear I do like 85% of the work. Stuff constant. Oh, 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 hello. Oh, oh, the rocket has turned to face me, I think. I think that's the face. Hello, it's, it's me. Do you remember me? Oh, no. I see you've got those yummy crystals on you. No, you can't have these ones. I'm going to have the yummy crystals. It costs like payment. 150 bucks to replace my like, unit. That, that was my payment for I am Dungeon Recap Titan. Dungeon Recap, you gotta be. <laughs> Dungeon Recap Titan. I can't believe you left me alone for this. Okay, okay, Dungeon Recap Titan. What what, what are we. There's also, of course it's going to be me. This dungeon is full of yummy crystals. It is the IETioscope. It is full of yummy crystals. Have you been there? Have you, have you, have you of course I have. I've been, that's where I come from. 
I suppose, yeah, I suppose your, 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 your whole embodiment just kind of exists there whenever you haven't been summoned. That makes, yes. that makes sense. Yes, yes. Ah, delicious yummy crystals. Okay, well, you're running through this, on, in this dungeon and you run into the first major encounter, which is a lovely lady named Livia. But before that, I forgot to mention there's a little special encounter wherein we run into a, a bad, bad boy named Ilbird. So the first two encounters are Ilbird and Livia. We and do. Ilbird is a stubborn son of a bitch, but he, we, get, we get a little help from a, a beautiful glowing staff. Yes, because here in this realm, we're yes. both confronting the like the ghosts of foes past, but also getting assistance from those who, mm, who have gone beyond. Luck staff. I ate the staff. I ate it. It was delicious. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I can't wait to eat your crystals. Okay, you know. We are one. We are almost there, relatively. What's the next encounter? This is. We, I didn't go over Livia. That's on me. Um. Tell us about Livia. Livia is a big floating thing that is basically a reskin of the final boss of the Weeping City of Mark with the hair thing. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Ba pretty much. They didn't do that much work on her. This came out before they redid the original Livia fight. <laughs> so the original Livia fight is now more interesting than this one. Isn't that fun? That's a fun fact. <laughs> Same thing for the next sequence wherein we see a glowing axe and a glowing sword and shield which of course represent our good friends they're not my good friends they're your good friends I, good listen, friend. I know I, I know my role in the story was a bit adversarial yeah you didn't really know them no I don't think you ever met no unless it was at that one party but I did eat their crystals flat. you did eat the did you eat their crystals? Of course I ate their crystals. Is Who that, else is, is going to eat their crystals? Is that why they're so sort of ethereal down here? Yum, yum. Yum, 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 yum. They're delicious. They're delicious. Well, who, who do they who do they aid us in fighting? Some trash. They, they, that's right. They aid us in fighting some trash. But then we fight Ritartin. Ritalin? We fight Ritalin. That's a, that's a very yummy crystal. That crystal's got pep in his step, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that, I'll get my SATs down real quick. After that, after that crystal. This guy summons more yummy crystals to the side, and then you have to go into little crystal pockets. Once you eat the crystals, and then you dodge the lasers. <laughs> you do dodge the lasers. I this fight dodge. also was more interesting when they redid the MSQ afterwards. <laughs> I did not dodge very many of the lasers. I don't remember you doing that badly. I was watching. Anyway. Are you always watching? That makes me uncomfortable. I'm always watching something. It's either you or Jeopardy. Okay. Yes, our final boss is Ammon. The original Ammon. The original Ammon. Yes. Dressed up like a flamboyant pirate again. Not a clone. And not... Not a clone. Not... Um... Uh... The version of him that was possessed that that was possessed that where he was this is i'm sorry this is very confusing where he was possessing a body that possessed a primal not that version that was zodiac but it was still amon 
It was also not the version of him in the past, which I guess was the real one, but it was like the more real one when Hermes. No, this is this is Amon, the real one. Finally. From the Crystal Tower, right? No, that was a clone. That was a clone. This is the real one. He just looks like the clone from the Crystal Tower. Well, of course he does. He's a clone. That's how it works. Okay. Anyway, we fight Amon. He cloned his outfit, too. Have you seen that outfit? I would not clone it. It's pretty sick. It's a... You know, if I was given the option, I probably would take the outfit too. Like, if it's like on a form, you gotta check, like, clone yes. outfit as well. I would look at him and yes. be like, yeah, clone outfit. Absolutely. I wonder if they regret giving him that outfit, because it was a bit much. Anyway, the Amon fight is, well, very nice. It's just a, but he's kind of a big, uh, he's just a big dude up the side of the edge version of himself. And then he does little discs that come up. The main thing that happens is that he does a big undodgeable attack again, like called Curtain Call, like he did in the Crystal Tower, but there's no rock to hide behind. There's no ice crystal. Until a certain somebody comes to save us, and we get stepped on. It's Isail. It's Isail. She's back to step on Daddy and give us a crystal to eat. But don't eat this one, because it's blocking the curtain call. Yeah, please don't eat this one. <laughs> it's hard. I, I always wipe on this fight. I can't help it. It's too tasty. It's refreshing. Anyway, uh, we, we end up eating him, and that is the end of the dungeon. Hooray! Hooray! Thank you for going over that. That was uh, actually... Give me, the, give me the crystals now. I don't accept rand. No, not, the, not, not these. Here, I, I've got... I've got a commemorative um, shot glass that Jerome keeps Ooh, on his desk. What's it commemorating? Let's see. Oh, it, look. It's it's a shot glass from his travels to Tulum. That's nice. He won't miss that, will he? I don't think so. I mean, he talks about it like every time I see him, but it's probably because he's gotten enough of it. No, those aren't. Those definitely aren't full of cherished memories from his best friend's and his sis best friend's sister trip from graduating college. I may have been watching him, but the sentiment really adds to the payment. Just, just hurry it up. I, I think it's him coming back. So, you know, tromp it down and... Okay. We're just not gonna... Thank, thank you. Uh, until next time, until there's a break in the Jeopardy programming, I'll be watching you. Go back to sleep. Please go back to sleep. Oh, God. Sorry. I had to, I had to charge my phone and check my messages, but... Um, it looks like dungeon dungeon recap. No, we did the recap. Yeah, we're good. What? I'm it's just like I just was mentioned. I didn't wasn't I didn't hear back from dungeon recap Iggy Arm. I don't know what happened to her. It's okay. We we had um I did it solo, and you don't need to listen to the recording. I just I covered everything comprehensively. Oh, I don't need to listen to the recording. Say less. I don't want to fucking do that. Listen to a solo bud episode? Why would I ever want to do that? No, I did an awesome job. I just handled the entire thing. By okay. Myself. Well, great. Cool. Well, less work for me. And uh, now we don't have to pay Igayorn. That is another bit of Rand in my pocket. Cool. Rand we saved. Anyway, okay. We fell Amon. And he's like, well, you may have beat me, but everything you believe in is lies. So there. That's, well, that's in character, I guess. Um, he returns to his original form, welcoming, welcoming, welcoming the agony of his essence waning. We remind him that we were at Elpis. And he probably had reasonably forgotten because, hey, it's been 12,000 fucking years and he's been not alive for most of that. <laughs> and he says the exact thing, he says the exact thing that we were talking about, which was like, 
after dying, he realized all the memories came back from the Kairos wipe. And in fact, they were even more, <laughs> they were even stronger memories than before because they were very well, well and deeply pressed into the soul. And he's also like, man, it's really funny that if this is how memories work, that Emmett Salk got hit with the same whammy when he died. Yeah, basically. Uh, huh? What? What fun? Um. So. Um. So, but he does have a little bit here. Like, yeah, what he lays out is he says, okay. He asks us, hey, why live at all? Yeah, we what's betray, your... we torment, we murder. We are wicked, spiteful creatures without exception. That's a very different. So that's a very twisted version of the question he originally asked, right? Mm-hmm. Why he's now he's asking why live at all. Whereas, like, before he was asking for what gives your lives, you know, what gives your lives meaning. He would, would, I think that's very intentional as well, that he's asking a what question that has a more, that allows for a more concrete answer versus mm-hmm. why, now he's like, why live at all? It's sort of twisted because originally he was just asking a bunch of dead people <laughs> why, <laughs> what, what, and then nothing, right? So whatever. He He's basically assumed that there is, He's he's already answered his own previous question in his mind. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like like look, um, to live is to suffer, and so therefore he wants to end the suffering by his own hand. Um, death is the only solution, even if it flies in the face of everything that we believe is right and just. But um, that is the truth. Yes. That is the truth that he has arrived at. But although he's gay, I mean he's blind. <laughs> I mean, and also at the, at the end he says, but I mean he says all this pretty confidently, and then at the end he is like. Even as the words pass my lips, I am filled with doubt. So, you know, Uh-oh. he's starting to maybe like something, something might start to click in this guy. He's got flashes of median. He starts to get a tremble in his voice. He begins to doubt his conclusion. And he's like, like something's not adding up. But before he can spend any more time feeling bad for himself, who should show up? But I did not see this coming. Furious. I did not see furious this coming. Furious of spirits. If you asked me. Delectable nutritious treat himself if you asked uh, me who was returning the acai bowl i would not have said that we're gonna get anything from acai again Woo! acai is here and he's upset because he's like look how stupid is it that a champion of death would be so unwilling to be swept up into the underworld why are you still here like you must not believe death is all there is or you wouldn't be sticking around Basically, and he's Asai is here only to get vengeance for his body being used to betray Lord Zenos, his all gay he, lover. <laughs> all he cares about is Zenos. It's so funny. And if you remember when Fan Daniel took his body, Asai's body, he was like, "Who are you again?" <laughs> Asai was but one of many lovers. And he's like, you know what my revenge is? I am going to resign you to oblivion, so that that way you can't observe these final days that you so wish for. Yep, your soul is getting. Unmade, motherfucker. <laughs> and then you have to start looking for answers all over. Damn, that sucks. He sinks with Amon into the purple stuff, and we move on to the Gatorade, <laughs> where the Mother Crystal open. Okay, we arrive at the Mother Crystal. <laughs> you, can't, it is a- you can't give me nothing for that one. That was such a good show. <laughs> Fuck, it's Sunny D, not Gatorade. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't care if those broke. I needed a... <laughs> Fuck. He actually threw something across the room. I don't I know what that sun- was. They're through my gay sunglasses. They're fine. They're like, okay. I got them from the Wisconsin Dells somehow. They just had rainbow sunglasses. I was like, I don't know if you guys know what this means. Okay. We arrive at the crystal, which apparently, like, I guess it's like a physical crystal or like, I don't know if, 
I don't know if the etheric realm like physically exists or just like what's happening with like the plane of whatever's going on here isn't super clear to me, but we're, the crystal appears to be physically here and Heidelin descends looking very angelic and very boss fighty. She's got like extra oh. wings and hey. is like 16 feet tall. Hey, stop. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Heidelin's true form. She's in fact not a big rock, <laughs> but, but, a, but a real... Sexy primal, just like just like Zodiac was. Well, um, 12k years really did her good, I guess. We beseech her to give us Meteon's location instead of giving us, instead of making us get out of here. And she agrees on one condition: a fight. We have to fight her because if we fight. can't beat her, then we can't beat Meteon. Fair enough. And um, she's also talking about how other civilizations and cosmos to whatever darkness I- and despairs. Liv is to suffer basically she she has the same she has the same sort of conclusion here but she has a very different outlook on it she says to live and to suffer and in suffering find strength and purpose and hope like her hypothesis is is that yes if you are suffering you are alive and that is in and of itself a reason to keep living (laughs) um so um which like again like that's a fine thing to ask or like, or like to get into, but like all the other civilizations out there in space didn't figure out that suffering brings purpose. Wh- whatever. We'll, we'll get, get... N- no, they didn't. So okay. we will get into what happened here. So the, the last thing is that uh, before we fight, she says she also wants our answer to the question that she posed in Alpis about whether or not our journey was, was it worth it or enjoyable? I don't remember the exact wording, but it was definitely something, like something along the lines of that. And at I... this point, I booted Alex from out of the group and kicked him off the edge of the cliff because what did Heidelin just say? If you can't beat her, you can't beat Meteon. <laughs> you made me do this solo. I made you do this shit solo, baby. Been waiting a long time for this one. So this is really cool, though, because this is the only trial in the game where they allowed and coded for all seven of NPC party yeah. members to, be do, to, to do this. So you actually get to fight this sort of... Uh, this penultimate battle um, with, with the scions, with the scions at, at your side. So I was like, Alex should experience that. But also, Alex should prove himself. It is pretty cool. It took me three tries. I got there. Um, I, and it was great because it was the start of a second session. So I was determined. We, <laughs> I was had, like, we had all the time fresh, in the world. All the time in the world. <laughs> it wasn't like the first Heidelin fight where you gave up and went to very easy. I mean, it also <laughs> which was is nice. very funny. Like, I was like, oh, that's, that's going to come back. It was also nice, like, it could just follow the NPCs, basically, like, you know, whenever... For the most part, some of them fuck up. <laughs> some of them do fuck up. Some of them do fuck up. LSA in particular is unsafe. I still don't... There's Not still, a good crossing guard, LSA. I'll tell you that much. There's one attack that happens where she has the six, like, you know, like, the elemental mm. crystals summoned up or whatever, and then, like, a big AoE that sweeps sideways in both directions across the field. Yeah. And the Scions just kind of, like run kind of off to the side in a spot, but I can't figure out what's about that spot. Makes well, it, it was safe the and... farthest away from the big glowing line in the middle. Oh, is it, it's, that's yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. Innocence had the same mechanic. Got it. Okay. I mean, this fight is pretty cool. Which is, it's like cool that she and Innocence share a couple of attacks like that because they're both light primals. It's all, It's also cool that like that this shares some similarities with the Vena, with the, the, the Vena fight yes. from, from earlier. Like, you know, it's like it's like an upgraded version with some very similar Oh, yeah. Sets. Dancer, she, Paladin, White Mage mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. Still has her blade, etc., etc. Uh, anyway, but um, we we do it and we defeat her. We did it. We did what Zodiac would Zod don't. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, so we, so she, she, we beat her, and she started to dissipate. Like, it wasn't like a mock fight. Like, we appear to have actually defeated her, um, and she's starting to fade away. And before she goes, Ishola's like, wait, no, I have an important question before you go away forever. Why did you sunder the world into 14 pieces? Was it to, like, impose suffering on purpose? And, like, uh, like... Basically, the theory here seems to be that by sundering was the move that by sundering the world and making everyone's ether like diluted by like 14 parts or whatever, mm -hmm. therefore more susceptible to dynamis, therefore able to interact with it more, therefore able to grow and learn and become beings who would ultimately be able to interact with dynamis in a way that would be able to confront Medion? Because if so, like that's a good plan, but a big gamble. I mean, it's a big gamble, but time loop. Right, time she, saw, she saw a dude whose soul was sundered x times, <laughs> whose soul was who came from the future with her magic on her, whose soul was really thin. And I was like, well, I guess this has to happen, you know, um, which is convenient. I think again, of course, I, I probably said the word convenient a lot in the Elpis episode, but um, hey, let's. That's a sort of hand wavy and similar similar deal with Emmett Selk. I would have asked her, why the fuck did Emmett Selk killed so many people by letting him be on Sunder, but whatever. Um, anyway, yeah, she confirms our suspicions there and she exposes she expresses that she does not feel great about what she had to do. Um, but now the time has come. We've surpassed her expectations and her, and we can now go unto Meteon with the location with the data of the location in a crystal from her tracker spell, her tracker beam, tractor, whatever the hell, her, her tag, she tagged that bird. But we, but we don't have the gas to get there. Jerome. Yeah. If at any point mm -hmm. over any period that we have played this game, if yeah. you asked me, what is the purpose of the mother crystal? The, what is the utility of the giant mountain sized crystal that we interact with all the time? I, I could come up with many mm -hmm. answers. I, I might have said, oh, it, it's where Heidelin's soul is stored. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe in Endwalker. Maybe it's where we're going to shield all the people that we're protecting. Maybe we'll pull their souls into it like a, like a big old arc or something. Maybe maybe it's got some kind of like, you know, religious significance. Like, you know, maybe it's an object of I mean, worship, yeah, that's et cetera. True. Yeah, I would, that's not have, true. I would not have arrived I think at... all those things are true. <laughs> Uh, but its ultimate purpose appears to be that we're going to burn it up as jet fuel to rocket ourselves <laughs> across space. That's the coolest shit ever. <laughs> we're going to stick it in our spaceship and we're going to burn it up Hell to yeah, rocket us to the end of the universe. We don't need this fucking thing anymore after you're gone. <laughs> what do we need to... All right. Uh, she beckons us over to her uh, before for as one last thing. One more thing. She was grateful for to us having uh, she was grateful for us having told her about our adventures all those years ago. And they were a beacon of hope for her each time to sh she failed to prevent her rejoining. Um which is not that one's a really nice feeling. <laughs> like everything'll be worth it. Oh, this sucks though. Um as a token of her gratitude, she supercharges our crystal of Azam and we will be able to give form to the formless. Stasis, tranquility, and peace in the darkness. I don't know what that means. You are about to find out. She begs that when things feel hopeless, we look within ourselves to see the way forward. With that, her duty is finally over, as it has been alluded to. <laughs> and she returns to the sea, as is custom with the ancients. And okay. this scene, when I first played it, made me ugly cry. Uh -huh. <laughs> I ugly cried at Heidelin's death. It's quite the culmination. It's really good. I mean, Heidelin has been there 
from the beginning. Literally right? from the first <laughs> few seconds. Hylan has been there for all of us and they didn't I didn't didn't expect didn't expect him to kill her off. No. But. I mean look, as far as the big self sacrifices go, it's a it's a pretty big one. That's a good one. Um but also, yes, it's it's about time she was able to rest. She's had quite a hard journey. Blessed with the method and the means to chase Medion down, as well as permission to use the ship with how we see fit from the Charlian for room, there's nothing left to do but go. And by go, I mean go retire to our chamber while the Loperates plot a course. Because we don't, I mean, there might be planets in the way. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of shit to there's a lot of shit to do. Yeah, I don't know like how much, I don't know how like, FTL travel works. I don't know how space works in this world. Like <laughs> Yeah. When we re- when we retire, we treat it to a cutscene by our, of ourselves in bed, fully clothed and at night. It cuts to a view of liquid, maybe the ethereal sea. The theme of Amarat plays, or at least the motif plays, and a voice speaks. Says it's been a long time and he's been a bit restless. Now it's time to just wait and see how this all plays out. Dramatic black fix. Yeah, we did spend a little bit of extra time talking about uh, uh, more time talking about this than I thought. But that's going to do it for the recap. We've got a bit of time and I want to, as promised, jump right into our own Charlian Forum. We did. Charlian Forum. Our Charlian Forum question. And I, I can't I can't wait to hear your answer for this. I'm sure you have something very interesting because, I mean, we're both smarty pantses. <laughs> the question was basically did you ever have an argument or did you ever have a, a misconception or a time you were able to prove somebody wrong tell us about it and we'll talk about it on the show it can be as serious or as trivial as you'd like and you can also include times you were proven wrong by somebody else um boy howdy and i think so uh, the the example here that we the, the response here that we got from senior bud zaff god god bless you um he mentioned and i i remember this of course because he's a childhood friend but uh, there was a, a time of course when he, he raised his hand in his his history ta- class to, to interrupted everything to tell the teacher that he spelled guatemala wrong he spelled the g-u-a-t-a-m-a-l-a and that is not correct that is not correct that is not cor- there is in fact one e and it is after the t and he says he is so mortified of it by hindsight because everyone turned and looked at him like, was that really important? <laughs> um, and in as, uh, in as much as that, I think a more recent argument, I can't, I, I'm, I'm so, I try not to get into arguments with Twitch streamers, but there was some fucking dude who was so, incredulous i'm not going to shout out because i don't want to kick my ass um but he was he was so convinced that of everything at the game awards the game that was going to win was not Baldur's gate not tears of the kingdom not spider-man which was all over social media he was like it's mario wonder everyone (laughs) (laughs) everyone knows who mario is they're all gonna vote mario and i was just like the player player votes like five percent of the total (laughs) It's all game critics. It's not how the game works. And he was like, what is build, What is these Baldur Gates? Baldur is Gates just for nerds. Nobody likes that game. And I was like, why am I? I'm not following you anymore. <laughs> Fuck this. My version of this actually might be. And of course, I, I didn't go back to see how wrong it was. But like, that's, that's, just, that's another example of <laughs> something kind of funny that happened recently. 
my version of this actually might be the complete opposite. Oh yeah, Were which you is that it wrong? um oh what, what 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 year would this have been? No, this is me proving someone else wrong. This would have been this would have been 07, so it would have been a high school. One sec, give me one sec here. Okay, sure. We have time. The year is 2007, and I'm in high school. Mm-hmm. And it is similarly. Game of the Year discussions are approaching. And especially, like, you know, at this time, several of my high school friends and I, like, we cared a lot about what uh, what GameSpot said. Like, you know, uh-huh. we paid a lot of attention to their reviews. I, I think, like, you know, they had, like, there was, like, a lot of, like, the the giant bomb folks before they did giant bomb. It was a lot of personalities and stuff like that. I remember 2007 was a really good year, but I cannot remember why. Oh, so you got Bioshock that year. Oh, okay. You got Crisis that year. You got Assassin's Creed that year. You got Portal that year. Oh. But you know what You know what game I was convinced was going to win because it was the best game of all of those that batch? Super Mario Galaxy. And you know what game what game won game of the year that year? Super Mario Galaxy. Because that game was great. And my okay. friends, my, none of them played it because it was on the Wii. And who plays games on the Wii when you could play Bioshock on the Xbox 360? Wii's were out of stock constantly. Everyone played games on the Wii. I could not find okay, a Wii not, until 2009. Not 16-year-old <laughs> boys. At least not in my hometown. They were playing Fallout 3. Oh, my God. It was fucking rough. It was rough going. I mean, I wasn't in a huge town. I, I, I was the Super Mario Galaxy stan in my friend group, among other people who well, did not right. play and did not care about it. And when that game won Game of the Year from GameSpot, I had quite a bit of schadenfreude. The the delta between Galaxy and Wonder is, even though Wonder is still really good, mm-hmm. it looks pretty just good. fucking massive. Like, Galaxy really... Galaxy's Galaxy, an all-timer. Galaxy like, fucking flipped, literally flipped gaming on its head. <laughs> like, it played with perspective in a way that was so... Oh, trippy i remember just oh my god so cool but yeah not not that's that's that is kind of interesting that we had sort of inverted <laughs> experiences to share um t- anyway uh also i want to um take this time to catch up on some reader comments we've actually gotten a couple on our spotify that i thought when i activated it, it was like oh i can just answer them on spotify right no i have to give them space on the podcast to do it and they've taken the time to write to us so i'll take the time to respond uh we got one question on uh iridescent roast beef um can you (laughs) put did you screen these ahead of time (laughs) yes i did this one's so funny i published it too i mean i published i think i published all of them can you put timestamps for the dungeon goblin parts Do they want to seek them out or do they want to avoid them? They want to avoid them. They said okay. they're, they're not interested in it. For the, I just want to point out that I think that's a great idea. I do not think I will be able to deliver on that consistently. <laughs> I'm going yeah, to forget. No. I forget the ad reads sting half the time. Like, I, this is so But I did want to, uh, I did put in, and I might put in, I'm going to put in music. I put in, last episode, I put in music. And you can skip forward when the music stops uh, yeah, I was for say, the dungeon parts. Just so I'm going to do that for this. Of course, you're going to have you're going to have your own theme music for the dungeon recap that you did solo. Yes, so exactly. My my music that that is a little bit easier for me to do because I'm like I don't have to like go back. I don't know why it is. It just kind of is. It's also like more fun maybe. I'll say this, any part of the show, Dungeon Recap, whatever, if you're listening and you're not super into it and you just want to tap that skip forward button a few times, I'm not going to be offended. We Don't take, tell me I about mean, it. We, take, but we like, spend like, sometimes we spend a lot, tap forward, if you're tapping forward 30 seconds, you have to tap forward 10 minutes. That's annoying. Okay, sure. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I get it. I get it. 
Um, but thank you for writing in uh, on that one. This one is on uh, the episode His Immaculate Ass. So that was on, of course, Anna. Um, this guy says, quote, do I really need to explain what a funicular is? Quote, up point emoji, glasses emoji. <laughs> a funicular is a... <laughs> It's a transport used to usually get up mountains at a slope. I know. Did I I get it wrong in that episode? No, no, no. That was what you said. Oh, okay. I thought I I got it wrong and he needed to tell us what a funicular is. No, 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 no. He's just skewering me. Okay. He's just absolutely. I I got one and now you got one. Um, Okay. There's one guy made a, a, another comment about Thancred's voice, which of course I've not heard Thancred's, of course I've heard Thancred's voice before. It's a transatlantic accent. And he <laughs> complains about nuns the whole time. Are you the nuns? I think, okay. And I think that is gonna just about, unless there's one more, I think there might be one more. Oh, there's another one. What's it say? Oh, um, these might all be from the same person, honestly. I don't I don't have the I don't know if I can see the username. Lise wasn't that bad. I thought she was cool. Yeah, she's cool. She's likable. I think I, we explained ourselves pretty well. I I like her. She is a likable character with cool moves. I d- don't think that the circumstance I don't think that her reveal was interesting uh, was well telegraphed, and I don't think the position of power she was put in was appropriate. I think it is I think it is interesting and kind of sort of like disappointing, but revealing mm-hmm. that post Stormbud she has not really done anything. Well, or been she, around. yeah, like, she admitted she, she was kind of got following out. She kind of got like written out of the story. Yeah, and just, like, like my, my problem with Lise is, generally speaking, there are very few characters in this game that I actually dislike. Yeah. Uh, like Asai sucks. Fuck that guy. But, yeah, like, but you're supposed to dislike him. Exactly. And his like comeback in this episode was a great. <laughs> Yes. Lise is another one of those characters where I just, I feel like she's kind of underserved. I feel like I can yeah, see that's interesting stuff that you could do with her position and the directions that and she, she wants did, to go in. I mean, we, and we, meme, we meme about stand up and fight um, <laughs> a lot because she said it a few times. So they didn't really give her that many interesting ways, really many ways to say what she wanted to. Um, and I don't think, I think, mm, I don't know. I don't want we don't have to dwell on it too much, but. Um, no, I think, I think that you are right and that she is likable and cool, but, uh, there is, uh, Missed potential. We have, yeah, we have expectations of our literature, of our video literature that are unreasonable. We are curmudgeons and horrible. Yeah, boy, this game sure puts me through the gauntlet sometimes. So I'm just <laughs> like, oh, just what? <laughs> so many interesting ideas. Are you executing on them? Well, what do you mean? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do you coherently understand what you are saying? Um, well, yeah. So that I think that does it for our kind of mail, our post Moogle, our impromptu post Moogle segment. If you haven't done the post Moogle, of course you haven't. They take for fucking ever. But there's like not. a side chain of post Moogle stuff. We can maybe do an episode about it later. That is like really, it's like a Realm Reborn stuff that like is sort of like puts a pin in all of the random side characters from a Realm Reborn quests okay <laughs> where you like go and deliver letters to everyone in the original city states and you can go ahead and do those um and that is um gonna do it listen we are uh supported by uh, mostly we you know we, we we've had sponsors in the past but we are in a bit of a 
um, dry spell currently, if I'm not mistaken. You know, last week we didn't have anyone, but in this week I haven't gotten any information about who we're getting, who we're getting, you know, financial support with. I don't know. I mean, at the end of an episode would be a terrible place to put an ad, right? I mean, I do have. So, okay. Have you heard about microdosing? You know, I say that that's what we've done every single episode is we put the ad at the end of the episode, right? When it's when everyone listens to it. Yeah. Have I heard of microdosing? Have you heard of microdosing? Have I heard of microdosing? There's a new service. Do I look like I've heard of microdosing? Do Possibly. I, of course I do. I'm, micro, I'm microdosing right now. Oh, what are you microdosing? Fucking weed. <laughs> okay, well, that, that's good because I have a service for you. Yeah? Yeah, microd.net. Okay. So microd.net, they're on they're a new microdosing mail, uh, mail order service. They, you know... Weed, like shrooms, all that shit. I like, can't you know, furrow my brow harder. But go on. All that, like, like that, that is that is the weak stuff, right? That is like yeah. the psychedelics and stuff. What you need, what you need is microdosed cocaine. So it's great. They, they can no, send it no, I don't think we do. That's gonna do it for this episode of Storm Buds. Uh, thank you so much, to everyone. For, for, I'm gonna for look at Graham right now. It's great. No, no, you're not. So let's let's just let's just put a pin in that. Uh, we. <laughs> are so grateful for everyone if you want to join our discord you can find the link in the description to all of our socials our youtube our twitch i'm playing with a dice container go away i've been watching also a lot of dimension 20 and playing with dice and seeing if i roll better than the people on there most of the time i don't anyway i don't know it's fun it's fun you should try it sure (laughs) okay i'll give that a shot Anyway, uh, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Storm Buds. The next episode, we've got announcements to make. The next episode is going to be the finale for Endwalker, which is not live. I'm sorry. It's not going to be live. I'm being selfish. I'm taking that moment. with and we're, we're having that. But we are going to have a group. We're going to have a little bit of a live moment. We're going to do, we're going to try and set up an event in our Discord. So I'm not going to stream it to Twitch, but in our Discord, we're going to do our stage thing like we did with Zodiac, but we're going to do it for the final boss. And only the final boss. Okay? That's the, 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 I can't promise too much. And I don't... <laughs> that gate play session is going to take forever. But it's going to be the whole of the final zone and the final boss and everything. Okay. And so we will have... Uh, we'll do the stage streaming again in the Discord. So you can join and sign up for that. So that's going to be awesome. And after that, are you ready to announce our live show our Final Fantasy XIV Sunset show with everyone. I, yes, we are. I think. Yes, we are. I think we're ready. So drum roll, please. I could have just put a drum roll in post. What am I doing? <laughs> anyway, you are all cordially invited to the first annual Heavens Awards. Yes. We are going to be doing an awards ceremony uh, with a lot of prestigious superlatives to give out. Uh, for everything in Final Fantasy XIV, um, the date will be the 27th of January at 2 p.m. Central American time. Wah, wah. Um, that will be on our on on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jerome House. I know I'm co-opting this podcast for my own personal Twitch, whatever. Whatever, you I guys. Don't, I don't stream. I'm it's not, fine. I'm not making a second Twitch account. He, the, listen, that would be confusing. That would be extremely confusing for me, and I can barely manage to put timestamps in an episode description. 
<laughs> so managing a second Twitch account is out of the question. But that's going to be really fun. I'm super looking forward to it. This is uh, definitely not ripped off from Las Culturistas. I'm stressed out about filling up the nominees, but we'll figure it out. Oh, yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm more stressed out about filling time because we're going to like... No, and there there will be there will also be... There will be segments. There will be fun celebrations. And there will be... I mean, I think we're going to have everyone come up to like accept the reward, right? Uh, goodness. There will definitely be a live performance from a special mystery guest. <laughs> I'm very excited for this. Um, I'm committing to that now. <laughs> it's an actual guest, right? This is not just you doing a voice. It's, I, will, I promise you it's not me doing a voice. Okay, look forward to that. <laughs> okay, and well, with that out of the way, uh, I hope you guys have a lovely, have had a lovely 2023. We've had a lovely 2023 with you all. We are excited to kick 2024 off with the finale to um, to, uh, to Final Fantasy fourteen. And then figure out whatever the hell is next. Yes, we'll have the Heavens Awards, and at the Heavens Awards, we will announce what our next month of themed gaming is going to be and you can join us on that journey as well uh it'll be great it'll be a great time thank you all so much for listening and until next we meet born from buds storm of buds we will be we have been and we will always be the storm buds baby good night <laughs>